if it were any other coach, there would be a pretty big conversation today. Instead, it's going relatively under the radar. That's the focus of today's TDN Daily. Welcome to the Friday edition of the TDN Daily Podcast. Chris Schubert back with you here once again on the show. We're going to talk about Thursday night football. We've got a game from last night and one particular thing, uh, a coaching decision that I like to talk about because I do not think it is getting the scrutiny that it deserves. But before we get into that, i got to tell you about our friends over at Bet Online. Basketball is back and Online remains your number one source for all of your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. They're always the fastest is an easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events, whether that's the NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Just head on over to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just make sure to use our promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. And there's a lot of stuff to talk about the game last night. We've got Mac Jones's comments. We have the result in general, what it does to the AFC playoff picture. But the thing that I would like to focus on is a decision that was made in the fourth quarter of this football game that I think if almost any other coach made in that spot in a game of that magnitude where you're trying to stay in the AFC wildcard playoff picture, you're trying to stay in the race for the AFC East, if any other coach had made that decision, I think it would be the top story today across the sports and football world. I think it would be the thing we would be talking about. And that was a decision in the fourth quarter by Bill Belichick. After picking up a couple yards on third down to get it to fourth and seven, Bill Belichick, down 17 with 12 and a half minutes to play in the fourth quarter, punted from his own 46-yard line after the Bills had just had a nine-minute drive. And I I really don't want to just focus on one singular decision because the following possession in which they scored had no urgency in it whatsoever. I think it was like a double-digit play drive that went 70 yards and took over five minutes off the clock when you're down three scores. There wasn't a lot of urgency. We could talk about the play calling and how the middle of the field was not available to the New England Patriots, maybe by design, maybe because of their quarterback. I don't know. We'll get to that as well. But all of that leads to the final 12 minutes of that game I think just being an incredible, incredible disappointment from a coaching perspective for the New England Patriots. Could you imagine, folks, just for just a second, go with me on this journey. Could you imagine if Nathaniel Hackett did that? Could you imagine if Brandon Staley did that? Down three scores with only 12 minutes to go around midfield. Yeah, it's a fourth and seven, but I'm down three scores. I got to get points in a hurry. I have to score to cut this to a two-possession game, and I just watched the other team go on an extended long drive and take chunks of time off the clock. So I'm going to punt and give them the ball back to let them run more time off the clock? And oh, by the way, after not picking up the onside kick, not like it really mattered, but Belichick kept his three timeouts in his pocket and didn't call them to at least try to get the ball back to see if something could happen. It was an admission of, we are not good enough to win this football game. And I can only imagine what would have happened if Jeff Saturday kept the three timeouts in his pocket. Oh, wait, I kind of have a, a, a an inclination of how that would how that would have gone. If Brandon Staley or Nathaniel Hackett made that coaching decision to punt the ball around midfield, down three scores with 12 minutes to go. Uproar. Coaching malpractice. These guys don't know what they're doing. They need to be fired. But it's Bill Belichick, and so he's going to get a relative pass. But he's not going to get a pass here on this show. 
Because I think that's just just a a move that I think was an admission that they were not going to be able to come back in that football game. And maybe we'll segue this into the second part of what we would like to talk about here today. Maybe they knew they weren't going to be able to do anything on offense. I mean, Mac Jones's frustration on the sidelines of not being happy with the way the offense was being called, and we can debate. This might be the football version of was the dress black and blue or white and gold. We might be having our own internal version of that with did Mac Jones say run game or quick game. He talked about it in the post game and and kind of made it seem like he said short game, which added a third word to the mix for us to try to kind of decipher. I think if you look at that clip and you insert whatever word you want, if you think he says run game, you're going to see run game. If you think he says quick game, I think you're going to see he said quick game. But overall, the point remains, Mac Jones not particularly happy with the way the offense is run. And surprise, surprise, that a team whose main offensive coaches are a former defensive coordinator and a former special teams coordinator in Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. Color me shocked that two guys who have zero experience calling plays and running an offense and putting together a game plan and trying to scheme up ways to beat an opponent on an, on the offensive side of the ball would potentially struggle to find consistency on offense. Their leading receiver in the game last night was a defensive back. They have an inability to throw the ball other than to the short game or the sidelines. It's a conversation about Mac Jones that we might have here in a second. But you add all of this up. I've got a frustrated quarterback who's upset at the way we're running the offense. We're being the definition of anti-aggressive in a spot where we absolutely have to go for it with 12 minutes to go in the game. Because who knows when you're going to see the ball again. They take three, four minutes off the clock. You're going to see the ball again with seven or eight minutes left in the game down three scores. You would think that's going to be enough time to be able to win. And then you, what do you do? You go out there and you say, yeah, I'll just take our time. Not going to show a lot of urgency. We're just going to slowly march up and down the field and just try to put some points on the board. And then I think the only smart decision of the group, of the game, was to kick the field goal to actually make it a two-score game so then you could get to the onside kick. That's the one thing that they did right in that situation. I'm just upset that it took five-plus minutes of game action to get to that point. It should never happen. So we can't execute properly. We're not making good in-game decisions. We have a quarterback who's completely disgruntled with the way we're running the offense. And for large stretches of this game, and I had the the the, the privilege, and for those of you who don't know and you're not members of TD and Premium, we have a Discord service, the TD and Premium Discord, and we hang out and we watch Thursday Night Football together. I live stream Myself, my, you get my reactions. We talk football. It's a great time. But I'm, I'm with Kyle Krabs of Draft Dudes for SEC Championship game tomorrow. So we're watching the game together. And so he and I are talking about the game as it's happening. And one of the things we were constantly coming back to, at least he was, how the New England Patriots, for whatever reason, would not use the middle of the field. Everything in the passing game offensively was either short screens or short checkdowns or quick game stuff outside to the to, to the sidelines. Or it was stuff designed for the sideline. Out routes, stuff right at the sideline. The middle of the field was not an option for the New England Patriots. I don't know, and this is where not being in the building and not understanding the way that they do things allows multiple different answers to this question. I don't know if that is a play calling and a scheme thing. I don't know if that is Matt Patricia and the offensive game plan that gets put together every week 
this week didn't have a lot of stuff for the middle of the field, or if it's that Mac Jones can't use the middle of the field, so that's all we have to do is we have short game, we have quick game, we have stuff to the sidelines. That's all that's available at our disposal. So I don't know what combination of the three that it is, but we have our quarterback that's disgruntled, our execution in in in-game situations is tough, and our and our game plan itself didn't use the middle of the field and limited what we were going to be able to do offensively against a defense that doesn't didn't have Von Miller sat down their first round pick from last year in Kyrie Elam that, that you should have been able to keep uh, people pick the Patriots in this football game. That's not a shot at pe- people picking the Patriots. I think it very much could have happened, but not with that not with that game plan, not with that execution, not with that strategy. Not with punting the ball with 12 minutes to go down three scores. Not with all of those things. You are n- you are never going to beat the Buffalo Bills. The Bills, for the first time in like their last three meetings with the Patriots, punted last night. It's the first three-game winning streak for the Bills over the Patriots since like 1994. Well, when you play the way that the Patriots have played against the Bills lately, specifically in the game last night, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised that the game went the way that it is. And again... Bill Belichick is not going to get enough criticism for the offensive game plan, for the in-game decision-making, because he's Bill Belichick, because he had Tom Brady as his quarterback, because they won all those Super Bowls, and because he's the greatest coach of all time, he avoids that criticism. No coach should be above that criticism. No coach should be above the questions on a regular basis. What the heck were they doing last night? What the heck is this offensive game plan? What the heck is going on with our leading receiver being a defensive back? Those are fair questions to ask about a team that is in entering that game last night, one game back in the loss column of the seventh seed in the AFC playoff picture. With a win in that game last night, could have been in a position to move to third place in the AFC East, one game back of the division with a win over the Bills. There was a lot to play for in that game last night. There was a lot on the line for the New England Patriots. Instead, you fall to 6-6. Six and six. You create a buffer between you and the Chargers, the Chargers team number eight right now in the playoff picture. You create a buffer between the Bengals and the Jets, who are at seven and four, holding on to the last couple of spots in the AFC playoff picture. You've created more of a gap there, and you've inspired zero confidence in me personally and probably other people at large that I feel comfortable that you're going to be able to win these close games against teams down the stretch. Now, your next two are against the Cardinals and the Raiders, two teams that if we're ranking teams that are going to make more coaching decisions than you, pretty high up on the list with Cliff Kingsbury and Josh McDaniels. So maybe an opportunity to get right with some victories. But you can't you can't make those decisions. You can't run an offense like that and expect for anybody to take you seriously in the AFC playoff picture. Just not going to happen. I'm sorry. Just, it, just not going to work that way. The, the Bengals right now are a wild card team. They are playing infinitely better football than the New England Patriots. Funny how we start and end the week here on the show talking about coaching decisions and how it comes full circle. And remember, uh, for those of you who listen every day on Monday, I said, you know what, we're never, we're never positive enough. We never talk about the positives. We never talk about coaches who make good coaching decisions. And we talked about Doug Peterson. We talked about Brandon Staley. And I was, it, was, it, was, it was a nice change of pace to be like, oh, let's focus on some positives. I'm watching this game last night, and Kyle and I both said, inexcusable to do those things. Inexcusable to punt the ball with 12 minutes to go. And yes, it's just one decision, but to me, it tells me everything I need to know about the way that team has run this season. They do not have the confidence in their ability to come back that, to come back from, from three scores. And then you, just show no, you show no urgency when you do get the ball back. It, it just unfathomable to me 
to me, that they're going to get away with this and it's not going to get talked about very much. But we talked about all the positives, and the, the show sometimes it comes full circle, and now we are ending the week talking about how a poor coaching decision should get criticism that it's not, right? Brandon Staley, Doug Peterson, they'll get criticism all day long. Bill Belichick, it's been around the game too long. You can't criticize Bill. Can't criticize all the things that he's done. And listen, I know it's going to sound like sour grapes because I'm a Jets fan that I'm making this criticism, but listen, there's no love loss for either of the two teams for me that played that game last night. It's not like I was angling for one a team to win more than the other. I just wanted a competitive game. And all the competitiveness went out of the window when from basically midfield, you're throwing 46-yard line, you decide to punt with 12 minutes to go and basically say, yeah, you know what? We, we have zero confidence in our ability to score 17 points to get back into this game. It's just not going to happen. So I can understand the frustration of Mac Jones of, what the bleep are we doing? Can we do something a little different? Can we throw the ball down the field? Can we stop taking five minutes off the clock when we're down 17 points and try to get back into this game? Can we show... A little bit of urgency didn't happen. Didn't happen at all, and the Bills win the football game, and the Patriots are going to hopefully try to get right over the next two. So, different kind of show today. I've been saying that a lot this week. We've been doing things a little differently. I just I couldn't let that coaching decision go out of the way, and there was just so many layers from that game. Mac Jones being upset, the way the offense was called. Um, and very quickly, just on the Bills side of things, that's a big win for them to be able to go up to Foxborough to win that game, to kind of create some separation in that division. Them and the Dolphins are are trying to battle it out for the AFC East crown. The Jets are trying to hang around to be able to kind of put one team at least somewhat in the rearview mirror and really give yourself a bit of a gap over at least one of the teams in that divisional race is a good thing for the Bills and the Patriots. Uh, now at six and six, they're gonna have to do some soul searching and try to try to get right here over the next two weeks. So for the Bills, it's a pretty big win. They, in this service back and forth in the AFC East, they put the pressure now on the Dolphins on Sunday against the 49ers. They put the pressure on the Jets uh, against Minnesota on Sunday. They play the Jets next week, the Bills do. So putting pressure back on the other teams on Sunday. So it should be a good week in the AFC East. And again, we've been focused on the AFC East a lot because it's just a division that has a lot going on in it. And again, when you have two AFC East teams playing on Thursday Night Football, storylines are plenty to talk about. That is going to do it for another week here on the podcast. Appreciate you all uh, taking some time out of your week to listen to one, uh, two, three, all of the episodes, whatever uh, you consumed here on the TD and Daily. We, uh, we greatly appreciate it. Thanks as always to Bet Online for their continued support of the podcast. You guys know the drill. Have a great weekend. We're back on Monday to react to the biggest storylines from the NFL weekend at hand. So I hope everybody makes it a great weekend, and I will talk to everybody on Monday.